far as um, food plots, um, forest management plans can be um, approved through these. And the forest management plans can be used to help with the woods. You know, you can go through and do a selective cut. Um, TSI. TSI. You burns, can control burns. Yep, you can do burns through them. You can also set it up where it's wildlife friendly. Um, they also have exclusion fences um, that you can keep the livestock out of the woods, so it helps with the forage for the deer and other lives and other wildlife. Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb up. Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? BuckGrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs, it's got the fat a deer needs, it's got the amino acids, it's got the energy, it's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactating doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer herd use buck grits i've been on a big board for a while like a load him in the back of my truck we can take it to a holler take it to a field across the creek up a big old Wise Eye presents Welcome to American Roots Outdoors. Again, we are in the studio. Redbone Mike Crace, Wayne Locke, and myself. And it is food plot planting time. It is squirrel hunting time. People are out west hunting elk. People are fishing. The fish are biting. And I tell you what, I got all my dirt broken, my food plots. Redbone, Wayne, I'm ready to put some eagle seed down. Uh, we're going to talk about current events. What do you got for us, Redbone? I just going to say, if people are actually squirrel hunting, uh, they're going to be picking more ticks than they are frying squirrels. Yeah, tell me about it. I was in <laughs> I was in the woods yesterday, and I had so many sea ticks on yeah, me. I jumped in a terrible. bath with bleach. Yeah, that's the thing. The sea ticks right now are terrible. Yeah. Well, anyway, I know Alex want to want to talk a little bit about uh, the high school football, and uh, of course, you know, most of you are hearing this on Saturday. We record on Wednesday, so we don't know what happened last night, but we do know what happened last week, and. Uh, uh, Mount View versus Three Liberty Eagles. They beat Stratford, uh, forty-two to seven. Good win for the Eagles. Yeah, it's a, it's a big win. But I tell you what, the first half had me a nervous wreck. <laughs> Our guys just must had the jitters, and I yeah. thought this ain't the Liberty Eagles that I know. Well, it's first er- game. It's early season. It's yeah. early season. Okay. Uh, West Plains with a good win. They beat Bolivar. Uh, that and that may have won them the Ozarks Conference already. They, they were picked as the best two teams in the Ozarks Conference. They played yeah. first game. So uh, that, that's a good win for the Zizzers and their new coach, Joel Wyatt. So congratulations. Uh, Thayer Bobcats, uh, kind of a laugher. They went and played uh, uh, Lynn up in Osage mm-hmm. County. Yeah. And uh, first program, first football game in Osage County since 1976. Beautiful. I hate it that they had to lose, but nothing, you know, uh, against yeah. Thayer. But you know how it is. Yeah. But Thayer, congratulations. Yeah. Well, huge I, win. Well, JV yeah. played the whole game. Our JV beat them 35 to nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. held, held them to a negative 79 yards total offense. Well, you know what? Like the Bears defense in 85. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and, the, and the Ava Bears with a good win. They beat Buffalo 36-13. Mountain Grove a good win. They beat Fairgrove 41-20. Uh, Kabul got beat. They lost a pretty good Harrisburg team. Uh, Houston beat Orchard Farm. This was the best fight. Orchard Farm? I have no idea where this high school is from. Is that Dwayne Orchard, Dale Orchard, them boys from Mountain View, or were they from no, well, you know, James I, Orchard Emnitz? I asked my partner, Statman Adam, I said, are they playing football or picking apples? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Salem, Salem, Missouri, they got their traditional season opening with St. James, and, and they got thumped 42 to nothing. Oh, my. Yeah, either St. James is really good or something going on in Salem. Uh, Donovan got beat 28-8 by Kelly. Mountain Home lost to Nettleton 49-39. Salem, Arkansas beat Earl, and that's who Thayer's got this week. And that's the school where Hall of Fame coach Billy Weber is now the assistant coach. So he's really? coming back to Thayer to, to coach in his second game away. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Highland lost to Walnut Ridge. Cave City lost to Clinton. Melbourne beat Ball Knob. Pocahontas beat Batesville Southside. Hoxley knocked off Truman. Batesville beat Searcy. Uh, Mountain View, Arkansas beat Izzard County. First game ever for Izzard County of playing eight-man football. Brand new stadium. Of course, we get eight-man up here. we got to get it no, in Missouri. Yeah, no. we do. Well, it is in Missouri. Uh, but uh, well, We need it over here for our towns like Alton, Eminence, Winona. No, they need to play 12-man football. And uh, anyway, Mountain View beat Izzard County 46-20. And the Willow Springs Bears opened the season of their new coach with a win, 48-6 over St. Mary's Academy. So St. Mary's. We got a great show lined up for y'all, but uh, what about Cardinals? Let's talk about that. We got a few more minutes here. Yep. St. Louis Cardinals, man, they're on a row. What about right O'Neill? Man, he's been jacking some out the park. They yeah, hit a couple this week, and uh, but what about Albert? I mean, this Pujols, is this 694. is amazing. Six ninety four, and of course, again, we're recording on Wednesday, and they're playing as we're recording. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the launching pad Cincinnati. in Cincinnati. But they uh, lost to Cincinnati last night. They just. Must have been a little slump or something. Well, everybody's going to lose one every once in a while. Yeah, I agree. Nobody ever wins them all. But uh, he's got a shot at the 700. I think he'd do it. would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be. And all of baseball. Do you think he'll be back next year? No. You don't think he will? No. I've seen three different interviews where they tried to trick him into saying that he might come back or he would consider coming back. And he says, if I come back to the stadium, I'll be sitting in the stands watching. What about Molina? Molina's done. Molina was done for the season. I think they're started. tired of him. I love Yachty, but he is there's He's lost no focus. focus. Yeah, no focus, and really doesn't seem to even be any desire. No, he's worried about his team. He's got overseas or somewhere. Yeah, wherever well, in Puerto Rico. But they already won the championship, so the basketball season's over down there. Yeah, so there, there, there's nothing to worry about there. Yeah. But I, I, I just don't think he was focused when the season started. He was late getting the camp, and then he, you know, he was off with the injury for six weeks, then he came back, and then. He left for the weekend to go watch his team win a basketball championship in Puerto Rico, and I just don't think he's focused. Yeah, I guess just playing, I would agree. playing out the run. I would agree. What about Chiefs? Not about they played them. their preseason games. Yeah, went two and one. They don't play again until September 11th. They open at Arizona with the Cardinals. Yeah, Is the Cardinals going to be good. I heard it was. Cardinals be all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They lost some players from their their run last year, but it's the new season. All the teams are pretty, with the free agency now in football. Every team changes. There's no more of knowing who's going to be the <laughs> yeah. starting 11 yeah. when yeah. the ball snaps in the NFL. Just yeah, like no Major League Baseball, just like the NBA, the free agency's running. Yeah, yeah. you got to have a program to know the players. I mean, Wayne, you remember back in the day, Pittsburgh, you knew 
year after year after year after year. It's going to be Terry Bradshaw. It's going to be Franco Harris. It's going to be Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, you know, Lambert, on, yeah, on the Mean Joe band, Green, all gonna, them you're guys. Have, yep. And now, you know, Mean Joe Green, he might have played in Pittsburgh one year, Chicago the next, and L.A. the next. It's just, it's just it's crazy. crazy. It's right. crazy, crazy. And hey, we're going to go to break. Before we go to the break, I want to tell you, we've got a great show lined up for all the farmers out there that's listening all across the country here. And uh, we got the office manager, Miss Sarah Stubbs of USDA from Oregon County, Alton, Missouri. We're going to talk about how USDA can help farmers. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Wishing on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. I can load him in the back of my truck. We can take it to Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Eagle Seed presents. Welcome back to segment two of American Reach Outdoors radio podcast show. Again, as promised, we have Miss Sarah Stubbs with USDA. Sarah is an Alton, Missouri girl, an old Oregon County girl. And I, I, I thought I'd recognized her face, Wayne and Redbone. She said, I used to work here at the radio station. But but Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. And come here closer. Okay. And, and tell who is Sarah Stubbs? Well, I was born and raised at Alton. A lot of people know me. My maiden name is Wiggs. Um, I used to work here 25 years ago, as Mike and I figured out this morning. Made me feel old. <laughs> she was right out of high school. I was. Mike had hair then. So did I. Look, I'm losing mine. <laughs> I had a little bit. He had a little bit of yeah. hair. Yeah, a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was raised on a farm, graduated from Alton in 1997, and I, my husband and I and our two daughters own a a uh, beef cattle and sheep love farm. It. Love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. I've been with, I'm actually the office manager for Oregon County Soil and Water Conservation District, which is located inside the USDA Service Center. And I've been there for 20 years. Wow. 20 years. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. That's a long time. Yeah. So you're, you're a local girl, yes. as you've told us here, mm-hmm. and you went to college, uh, I'm I, sure. Yeah. I've done a few hours of college, not a whole lot. Okay, um, so- Tell us about your college and your school. You go to school at Alton? Yeah, graduated in 1997. um, Started here in 97 and went to college off and on for the next three or four years. I remember when we found Sarah. Uh, she came in with the FFA during National FFA Week, and you were an officer. Yeah, I was a president. President, and uh, did, you know, did an interview during National FFA Week about what Alton was doing for FFA Week to celebrate. And uh, somebody said, hey, we ought to hire her. She's pretty good. She's pretty sharp. And lo and behold, we did. 
Well, I, I got to tell you folks something here. Miss Sarah says she comes in here and we're, we're doing the first segment of the show. And she goes, hey, I got you uh, something for each one of you. She typed up the outline of our show of the questions we're asking her with the answers already. This girl is organized. I'm t- I said, would you go to work for me? He goes, how much do you pay? <laughs> I said, not much. Well, it won't work. <laughs> and Wayne said, what, what pay? pay? What pay? <laughs> what pay? Uh-huh. The Red Bull said, it's bad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we got a lot more questions coming up throughout the show here. Let's talk about your school a little more about Oregon County. We went to school there about FFA. I was... Uh an officer all four years of high school. My senior year, I was actually an area uh, vice president. I was the sentinel for FFA. And after that, I uh, continued a little bit of education and went into radio, worked in radio for about three more years. And ever since then, it's been this way, doing soil and water. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, is that what got you in, in, into soil and water was the FFA or, or is it? The upbringing on the on your you know at home in that or what was it that connected you to that job? I moved away for about a year and a half to work in radio in Monette, Missouri, and worked at KKBL. And great station, by the way. Yeah, it they is. ought to carry our show. <laughs> pitch it to them, Red Bone. Pitch it to them. <laughs> and I worked there for about a year and a half as traffic manager and wanted to come home. I was over there. I was 21, wanted to come home, and I applied for a job at the Howe County Soil and Water and was um, accepted there and worked there for about a year and then got an opportunity to go back to Oregon County, and I've been there since 2003. Met your husband when? In 2007. Okay. And you all been married now how long? 13 years. Well, and you mentioned... Uh, Two kids, two mm-hmm. little girls, right? Yes. We have a 12-year-old. She just turned 12 this week, and we have a five-year-old. Yeah. And the 12-year-old's a hoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a mess. I bet they're both hoots. If they're like their mama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 12-year-old, that means uh, trouble's getting ready to begin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's not happy about that. <laughs> I remember when ours was 12, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Sometimes I think mine's still 12. So, Sarah, tell us, you're an outdoors lady, I know. You hunt and fish. Let's talk about your experiences before we go to break here in about two, three minutes. Let's talk about your experiences of hunting, you and your family. Well, whenever I was a kid living at home, our favorite pastime was squirrel hunting. So we would all take 22 apiece, and we would chase around squirrels in the trees until we all got dizzy looking up. I mean, we just loved it. Used to go fishing all the time, the catfish pond with my grandpa. Um, we enjoyed that. I did not get into deer hunting though, until I met my husband and I was, I love to go sit and hunt, but I just never carried a gun with me. Mm-hmm. And so in, uh, 2007, I thought I'm going to take this up. So I have went every year. I <laughs> plan vacation around deer hunting. Oh man. <laughs> in fact, every Every anniversary present has something to do with deer hunting for me, whether it's a game camera, a new scope, um, something. I have probably, I don't know how many game cameras I've received over the years, but I love Have it. you got the new Wise Eye yet? We got to get you hooked up with Wise Eye, Sarah. No, I do not. But he got me a gun for my anniversary this year, so I'm happy. What did he get you? A 6'5 Creedmoor. Well, there oh, you go. Wow. There yeah. you go. 
That's a good one. Yeah. 6.5. Yeah. Reach out and touch somebody. Yes. That 6.5 is probably the most caliber right now. Uh, Talking to gunsmith friends of mine, I want to give a big shout out right now to uh, Turtles and Holes. Turtles, Holes, and Guns, uh, Wyoming, Missouri. He's become a new radio sponsor with us. And also another friend of mine has got a gun shop up at Kabul, and he may advertise with us on KKOZ. Ava is Williams Gunsmithing. So he was telling me that the 6.5 is the most popular gun that he's selling right now. So yeah, 6.5, you got a good one. Yeah, yeah, great caliber. Great caliber. Yeah, yeah. My, my son Adam's got one, and it is unbelievable how good that gun shoots. Shoots flat in the, yes, the velocity. And, and the am- ammunition is easy to find right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like some of those other calibers like that are like six point five is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's easy to find, but some of the other ones, boy, good luck. Yeah. Somebody's phone's dinging. No, oh, that's me. Yeah. I got another deer on my wise eye. Yeah, <laughs> another deer on the wise eye. Everybody, we're gonna go to a break. We come back. We're gonna be talking more with Miss Sarah Stubbs about how USDA can help farmers and landowners. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Water with Bone Collector, and you're listening. To my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. Hey guys, it's food plot planting time here in the Ozarks and all across the country. What are you planting this year, Wayne? I'm going to put some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're going to put some extra clover in it. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord? Man, it is a variety of annuals and perennials that will get you through fall time, winter time, and all the way into spring. It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game? Go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com. And my old pair of hunting boots passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart. So you never got away. Hornady Ammunition presents. Welcome back to segment three. Again, we are in the studio with our special guest, Sarah Stubbs. Sarah is with USDA. Sarah. She works with National Resources Conservation Service, NRSC. Uh, Also, let's talk about USDA, okay? Uh, Tell us about what USDA does. USDA has several agencies under their big umbrella. And in Oregon County, we have the USDA Service Center located on 160 in Alton. And within it are three agencies. Two of them are federal. It's Farm Service Agency, and which we call FSA, and then Natural Resources Conservation Service, which is NRCS. The other one is Oregon County Soil and Water Conservation District, and it is a state-funded uh, nonprofit organization that you pay through your taxes. It's split. The tax is split between parks and soils. And within these three agencies, they each work independently, but work together at the same time. Yes, yeah, so are there? Are, and just clarify: are there are there soil and water conservation district offices in every county? Every county, so 114 districts, and you know throughout the state, but not every county has a USDA service center. There are some okay. that are standalone counties, as we call them. Okay, which is just the districts. And, and that's kind of where I think we want to focus here with, with what they have to offer for mm-hmm. farmers and, and ranchers or okay. just deer hunters, I think. So through 
NRCS, there are two popular programs. There is the Environmental um, Incentive, Quality Incentives Program, which we call EQIP. And there's also the Conservation Stewardship Program, which we call CSP. EQIP has several programs, practices under it that cover anything from pipeline and water tanks for grazing systems, cross fences, to anything as far as um, food plots, um, forest management plans can be um, approved through these. And the forest management plans can be used to help with the woods. You know, you can go through and do a selective cut. Um, TSI. TSI. You burns, can control burns. Yep, you can do burns through them. You can also set it up where it's wildlife friendly. Um, they also have exclusion fences um, that you can keep the livestock out of the woods. So it helps with the forage for the deer and other lives and other wildlife. Hmm. Hmm. So equip. That's what I'm using. I'm working with MDC. I've done some TSI, and they come in, had a forester come in, mark my timber. I just took out some marketable, mature red oak off my farm. Uh, I encourage all of our listeners, if you're a farmer or landowner, you need to look into these programs to help your better your properties. And, Wayne, you've, you've watched what I've done over there for years, yeah. and you're starting to do some of it, too. And, and what's some of the things that you've had done on your property? Yeah, we had a five-year plan put together two years ago, and they've done a couple forest openings, some um, uh, watering holes uh, for a property. we got a burn scheduled for this year, uh, you know, when the burn season opens back up again. Um, but uh, And then what was it? Oh, and then my father-in-law, too, has got a burn coming up this year mm-hmm. too so that'll be that'll be nice there's no strings attached to usda or mdc or mm-hmm. uh, any of these programs other than just fulfilling what you've agreed to do with them during this time span and i must say uh working with mdc usda is an enhanced our properties we got more wildlife than we've ever had and i tell you uh it makes you feel good when you can and pull into a food plot and see deer or turkey you know, and that's one of the things I think is so cool. And why I wanted to have her on the show today is talk about how we can educate people to get involved with USDA and MDC and the other organizations, Wayne. Well, and that's one point to make is that, like, for my property, before that program came through, my, my property was just like a, a, a transition where the deer would just go through and then go over to Alex's property, let's say. Now, with the forest openings in that, they actually have a reason to stop visit for a while, maybe have their fawns there. There's watering holes there for the drought net that we had this year was horrendous, but our watering holes were holding water. So that was good. It kept the fawns alive. Yeah, well, also, too, you've created bedding over there, you know, and it becomes a sanctuary. If you can keep animals, predators, animals there, dogs, whatever, you create a sanctuary. The Mm -hmm. less pressure on the place, the more wildlife you have. You agree, Ms. Sarah? Mm -hmm. I agree totally. Um, With the woodland exclusion practices, we actually have the capability where you can scoot the fences back away from the woods and provide a wildlife forage around the edge of the woods. Um, we also have through Oregon County Soil and Water, through the state cost share program, we can piggyback with cost share funds through MDC for a native warm season grass. Wow. So we can do that in the spring, April to June. And you get basically two times the money, so to speak, but in a roundabout way but you team up with both of them and it helps the wildlife tremendously 
Wow. And so, Sarah, if somebody's interested in, in getting involved in a program like this or wants more information on what is available out there, what do they need to do? Just call the office? Call the office. Um, you can call us at 417-778-7561, extension 3. Um, you can go to farmers.gov, and there is a um, service center locator on there. So if you don't live in Oregon County, you can actually go on there, find the county that you're in, and go to it. If you don't even live in the state, you live outside of the state, there's these programs nationwide. Yeah, now, of course, there is some cost incurred by the farmer or rancher. Right. But there's all, you mentioned a cost share program, but mm-hmm. there also is some money available to help. Right. So, and does, that, and does that vary from county to county, area to area, region to region? So, state cost share through the soil and water districts, they are all based on the same cost share average. So, they're the same unless there's you know stipulation on some things but through the um i just showed her some wise eye pictures everybody <laughs> i interrupted her some of the deer popping up in my food plots he's got me thinking about deer hunting instead of working <laughs> so through nrcs equip will help with the incentive it's a reimbursement program but csp which is conservation stewardship program it actually is a five-year program based on what you are already doing on your farm. So if you are already doing conservation work on your farm, it is a way to help you improve it. So you get a five-year program if you're approved. It's a scoring application, just like EQIP. But once you are pre-approved, so to speak, they will give you a amount they will pay per acre for each year of the five years. Right now, it's a minimum of $1,500 per application. And then you have incentives or enhancements that you have to do based on the resource concern you're trying to meet. Mm-hmm. And based on whatever resource concern you're trying to meet, an enhancement you use that could go up above the 1500 per year. This is awesome. You need to jump on this. If you're listening and you have land, you're a landowner, a farmer, you need to check into all these programs. We're going to go to a break. Before we go to break, I want to make mention Tyler Farr, country music entertainer, will be in Van Buren, Missouri, October the 8th on the riverfront underneath the bridge. You can buy your tickets online or buy them at the gate. They're also going to be having a car show that day, and there's three other bands that will be opening up for him. We're going to go to break. We come back. We'll have more of Miss Sarah Stubbs with USDA. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this. Hey, y'all. It's Tyler Farr, and you're listening to my good buddy, Mr. Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Around your heart, so you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Nutriplot. 12-volt power pack presents American Roots Outdoors segment four. Again, we are in the studio, and what great information, Redbone Wayne, that uh, Miss Sarah has given us. We're going to kind of like recap the things she's talked about, and the things that she talked about is that how she's an outdoors lady herself, and how she got involved with USDA is her roots, how she's brought up. You know, she likes to squirrel hunt uh, and every deer season around anniversary time or her husband gets her something for deer hunting. So she's got a 6.5 Creedmoor and got a new scopes and new trail cameras. She don't have a wise eye yet, but we're going to get you hooked up with a wise eye, sir. But uh, what great information and the different programs, Wayne. 
is what's really appealing to, I think, our listeners, Redmond. Yeah, and, and it's not just for hunters. Landowners, landowners. I mean, their programs are able to help to help for the farmers and the ranchers with uh, the grazing systems. I mean, uh, go into a little bit of that, if you will. So through and 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 also, uh, sorry to interrupt. (laughs) No, you're fine. But but how those things can also be integrated with the systems and the programs for wildlife management because because they really kind of tie Mm -hmm. together. So if you take, for example, a farm of a hundred acres, you've got woods throughout it, but. The livestock are in there eating acorns. They're messing up the wildlife production, um, forages for the wildlife. We can go in and assist with a reimbursement program for a grazing system, a rotational grazing system for the uh, livestock. It can be cattle, goats, sheep, even horses. We go in, we assist with cross fencing and pipeline water tanks, even a well, and the well can be used for the livestock. It can also be used for a house. Hmm. If you hook it up to the house, you have to have livestock on the property. Um, there is, with that, after you get the grazing system, or even while you're working on the grazing system, you can put in exclusion fences to exclude the livestock from the woods. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, that helps greatly with the wildlife habitat. It also slows down the soil erosion that you have in the woods. That um, is a huge concern of USDA and MDC in uh, is soil erosion, guys. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of that. If you know what I'm talking about, Wayne, when we say soil erosion, it's common sense. But a lot of people's concern, and especially the timberlands, where you know uh, soil erosion, a lot of gravels washing into our creeks, and you know, and losing a lot of their topsoils too on fields. Yeah. With the uh, and with the livestock waters, the livestock production is so much better. Um, you can sell cattle that are slick and pretty versus if they're just drinking out of a mud hole pond, they're not going to look that great. So it has helped the pocketbook of the landowner tremendously. Um, it raises the value of it. And it just overall... The, the farmers have really um, expressed their interest in the programs. We I cannot give you exact numbers um, because there is some private act information mm-hmm. I cannot um, tell you, but we deal with a lot of program applications throughout the year between all the agencies, and it is great to see Oregon County have this available for them. Yeah, and, and I would think that there are probably people out there right now that's saying, you know, we ought to do that, but they just won't take the time to make the phone call or to come right. into the office and, and start the process. What, what do you have to say to those people? You know, you don't know anything about the programs, and it's not bad to ask about them. We're not going to say, no, you can't get that. We're going to say, let's see if we can help you. Um, you come in, mm-hmm. you visit with us, you call us on the phone. You could even email us. Oregon County Soul and Water is also on Facebook. Send us a message. Um, we will put you on a list. We will call you, set up a time to go out and meet with you on the farm, see what you want to do, see what the field, you know, the fields qualify for. Anything from a fescue orchard grass clover seeding, even an alfalfa orchard grass seeding. Lespedeza. Yeah, we can do that. Um, we mix the Lespedeza with Ladina clover. I mean, to the cross fences. What about alfalfa? We can, <laughs> we can do alfalfa, but it has to be mixed with orchard grass. 
And one of the fears that I, I when I talk to other landowners and that is they're they're afraid you know, that there's going to be like an obligation, like mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to be tied in now, and they're going to be coming on my property all the time, and yeah. that. And, and and before you even answer that, I do have one question. When you were talking about the well, and you have to have livestock on your property. How big of how much livestock do you have to have? Because I might go buy a cow this weekend if I only need one. (laughs) (laughs) So our rules and regulations, if you read the fine line, you have to make at least one thousand dollars per year for it to be deemed agricultural land. So that being said, we have worked with landowners owning 10 acres and we've worked with landowners owning 10,000 acres. Okay. So it doesn't matter. When you get to the federal programs, there are um, financial drawbacks as on how much money you have. Right. So if you have over $900,000 this given year, then you are ineligible for certain programs. Okay. The for states, certain programs. For certain programs. So the state does not have that. You know, I'm gonna, it's going it's gonna to take a lot more chickens than the five that I have to sell $1,000 worth of eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless I raise the price. Okay, we kind of got off, <laughs> off our outline here a little, quite a bit. But, well, I was going to say, but, but, going, but going back to the, the thing, though, of the fear of people, you know, getting involved, it, it, are, is there, what obligations do they have once they sign that dotted line? So once you sign the dotted line, there is what we call a maintenance life. Depending on which practice you have, it could range from five years, 10 years to 20 years. And that means you have to maintain that, cannot tear it out, and cannot um, destroy it during that time frame, or you will be responsible to pay it back. Other than that, we just do a 5% spot check. 5, 5% spot check in a 20-year program, you're not going to get checked very often. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, so my next question is, how can farmers apply for assistance for USDA? How can they apply? They just simply come by the office um the federal program we have applications they fill out if you want state cost share assistance we put your name and number on our list and we schedule an appointment go out and meet with you on the farm now let's say i want to see an example of what you've done are you allowed to take them to another farm we have to get a landowner's permission to do that once we have that permission and we document that we have that permission, then we are allowed to. Yeah, so, and I asked that question because I knew the answer, but there is some privacy involved. There is a lot of privacy. Um, In the outline that Alex sent me, he was asking about success stories. I cannot. We're not asking for names, you know, because that'd be people thinking, that guy's got deer and turkeys, I'm going over there. (laughs) But I can't, I cannot even go into detail you know, on a day-to-day basis. On a particular be, property. Right. It'd be just like if I worked at a bank. Yep. So. Well, that's good. People make people feel at ease now knowing that it's not going to be like public record yeah. of what they're well, doing. Well, you know, you hear the thing and, 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 you know, you've always got the people out there that there's a, well, that means the government's going to own my land. land. They can't tell me what to do. And, and that just is not the case. No. No, this is to help you to get your land to the way you want it help the conservation not just for you for the generations to come yeah and to maximize the potential right. of that property right and golly and if people are going in to see sarah at the <clears throat> excuse me the soil uh department and that you might as well bring a soil sample with you because it's food plot time and <laughs> <laughs> we we need to find out what we got to put down for that eagle seed to grow good so. exactly what a wonderful show and a lot of great information for the landowners here all across the listening area and even in across the world I mean, USDA 
USDA is involved in many states here in America. And uh, other countries will listen to this. Maybe you ought to have a USDA. Well, it won't be USDA, but some kind of organization over there to help you with your farming and your land, etc. Miss Sarah, thank you again for, for being on our show. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, you got any deer on your property? I ain't telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen pictures on Facebook, and the answer would be yes. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna tell us where you live either. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know. But that. anyway, and just because the show's ending doesn't mean that this is ending because we got a bonus segment. Uh, tune on over to uh, any of your uh, favorite podcast carrier. You're gonna hear some more, some uh, stories, some uh, some programs that are available. Uh, again, just go to your favorite podcast carrier. If you missed any of the show today, again, you catch the entire show on the podcast. Uh, thank you again. Yeah, we're gonna tell you some positive in the bonus segment that has. Been- uh, occurred from working with USDA, but we're not naming any farmers any names. But we're going to tell you the positives of working with USDA in this great organization. Again, thank you for being on the show. And remember, share the outdoors with a kid, somebody that's never had experienced the outdoors. It's God's creation. You know, it's in our roots to share our love for the outdoors, farming, hunting, fishing, where it may be. And remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never gotta worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Accurate, deadly, dependable, Hornady Ammunition. From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet, ammunition, reloading tool, and accessories design and manufacturer today. Hornady. Each piece is hand-inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly. Simply put, the best. Hornady Ammunition. Find Hornady Ammunition at a retailer near you and at Hornady.com. presents. Welcome back to America Roots Outdoors. If you're listening to this, you are listening to our podcast show. This is the bonus segment. And again, in the studio, we've got Wayne Locke, Mike Crace, and Miss Sarah Stubbs with USDA. And man, what wonderful, great information we've obtained here. I mean, there's some things I did not know, Redbone, Wayne. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would agree. And and just one of those things is, is you know, if you're an eligible landowner, got at least ten acres, am I right, Sarah? Uh, you need to take advantage of these programs. I mean, they're there for you. They're there for the. Uh, I hate to use the word there for the taking, but really they they are. They're there for you to use. Might as well take advantage of it. Exactly. And I'm. All, I, I've told a couple of people. I said the way I look at it, if you're if you're on the fence of you know, well, you know, do I do it or do I not do it? People are always complaining about taxes. It's just a way to get some of your tax money back. Exactly. You've been paying for all these years. You might as well let the government pay you back some of that tax money. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then when your pasture is improved and your cattle produce better and, and make you more money, you can pay more taxes. Right. Yeah. And I want to say this to the people that accused us of drinking Kool-Aid, the MDC or SDA Kool-Aid. You remember them right. saying oh, yeah, that? Kool-Aid, Jamie, right. Kool-Aid, listen, there's no strings attached. All you got to do is fulfill your obligation, your agreement with them that you've agreed to do. That's all you got to do. And you know what? None of us are drinking Kool-Aid. We just use our uh, intelligence to better our properties. Yeah. And there was somebody that wrote that on the on Facebook about, you know, yeah. are you because guys drinking the Kool-Aid? The, yeah. And the, my the 
alcohol problem. Right. And my answer was, well, I do like grape. You know, <laughs> they never commented on it or that. So I just say the same thing. As long as the Kool-Aid's grape, just count me in. Count me in. Especially count we got some in. chocolate chip cookies to dip in it. <laughs> right. That's you one of the best. That's one of the best treats in the whole world. Right, Sarah. We were talking in the the uh, segments earlier about the uh, the CSP, uh, the Equip, and that CSM or CS. Yeah. Um, one of the things that um, for people that are, are not maybe not hunters and and they're not farmers, but maybe they just enjoy the outdoors. <laughs> What programs do you have that would maybe be for like a nature lover? Because I, I know my wife and I have checked into the pollination program, mm-hmm. which I cannot wait to get into that. So, oh no, you ain't growing marijuana, are you, Red? N- not that kind of Wayne. pollination. Not that yeah, kind. Okay, of okay. <laughs> Better not be my neighbor. I'll turn you in. <laughs> but there might be a program. There might be a program. <laughs> so, through the USDA, through Equip and CSP, there is what we call the pollinator program. And it is where you can uh, plant pollinators, wildflowers, that sort of thing, to help with the honeybees, the butterflies, all of that to come into your area. Also, you know, we talked earlier, we help farms 10 acres to 10,000 acres. You don't have to have 10 acres for a pollinator. It doesn't take a whole lot of acreage. Same way with what they call high tunnels. High tunnels is available for those that want to uh, produce their own gardens. They're large, look like hoop barns. And you can apply for uh, the high tunnels through the EQIP program. And it's you would think, okay, I'm going to have raised beds. You don't. It's actually tilling up the ground inside the high tunnels, and you have your produce growing in the actual soil in the ground. I know somebody in Birch Tree that has a couple of those, and they are beautiful. I mean, I I did not know you could even do that. And they're the ones that this year told me about, yeah, well, I got this through your program. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I so got to check into that, you know, over the wintertime here to see about how to get into involved in that. But the pollination program, mm-hmm. we did along our my tractor path that goes along the side of my property there. It's a strip that it, it, when they added it all up, it was five acres worth that my wife just wants to be, you know, kill out all the grass there and just put all wildflowers, just five acres of, of one mile strip of wildflowers. Oh. And it, I cannot wait to see the, the, the birds and the, mm-hmm. the butterflies and the bees that that's going to bring. Right. In. There is also another program. We do not um, have a lot of takers on it, but it is available where we can do a forest plantation. Um, state cost share and through equip you take so many acres of your pasture ground and this is the reason why it doesn't really happen a whole lot take your pasture ground and you can convert it back to woods well plant trees you plant trees wow you gotta think about with the with the pollinator program if somebody is a beekeeper oh yeah and loves keeping bees yeah they should take care of that i mean this program will help Mm -hmm. Help them grow the pollinators, right. which will attract more bees and produce right. more honey. Right. Exactly. Yeah, the pollinator program is really, really um, starting to pick up and take off. We don't have as many in Oregon County, but some of the other counties around have really picked up with it. And, I, and I'm already involved in your tree program because I've done 450 trees in the last two years. That's a lot of trees. That is. That is a lot of trees. And he doesn't have a tree planter. <laughs> no. I do, I, I, I do now. He's now six years old. He can help. I was starting to say, I'm surprised you're standing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I, what's nice is that, again, you know, this isn't just for people with large farms and livestock. And I've got, you know, 100 head of cattle and that. It can be small farms. It can be hunters. 
It can be just bird watchers, you know, nature lovers, somebody that's retired and just says, I just want to sit back and enjoy. And like in my mm-hmm. case, I want to be able to sit back, not only enjoy the wildlife, improve the wildlife, but with the two little ones that we just adopted, I want to be able to hand this down to them mm-hmm. and say, here you go. I've done this for mm-hmm. you. Now you guys can take it from here mm-hmm. and, and just keep on rolling with right. it. Right. Yeah. It's That's what a lot of these um, landowners, especially those that are retiring that move to the country, they just want a simple life, and that's what they want to do is just sit back and enjoy nature. See, now, it always kills me every time, Redbone, someone says they just moved back to the country for the mm-hmm. simple life. Ain't nothing been simple since <laughs> I left Cleveland, came down here and bought a farm because I tell you what, I am working harder now building a house, building my farm than I did as a paramedic working in the inner city and getting shot at. Yeah, but you're enjoying it a whole lot <laughs> A whole lot more, yes, yes. I'm a little bit more sore, but I'm enjoying it a whole lot more. All right, so, uh, Sarah, before we get done here, we'll wrap this up here in another minute or so, but... Uh, and we didn't talk about on the radio portion of the program or here on the bonus. People take, uh, take, you know, use these programs. I've got to think that it increases the value of their property and their farms. Maybe, I mean, a lot. I don't know to what value or how, you know, put a dollar amount on it, but it does mm-hmm. increase. Whenever you drive by a farm and it had short grass, shorter than three inches, one year and then you go back in a couple of years and you've got a rotation going and the livestock isn't eating free range of everything you've got knee-deep grass that looks a lot better it looks a lot better with you know those green fence posts everywhere yeah and it hurts the pocketbook but overall it helps it a lot yeah well i would think that you know to the potential buyer I mean, okay, let's look at this property over here. Well, the fence is falling down. And like you said, there's weeds all in the grass, and it, it's, it's not growing good. And then so let's go down the road, and we look at this property, and it's uh, it looks like a manicured farm. Well, yeah, that property is going to be worth a lot more than, than the other because you're not right. going to have to make that investment. It's already been made. And the investment is there that the landowner has made. You know, yeah. everybody does say, yeah, it hurts the pocketbook. But what we do is help by reimbursing them. They pay for the programs up front. We reimburse you 75% roughly. Wow. So it's it's not like you're out 100% of everything. We do come in and help you with that. Yeah. Um, so when you turn around and get all of those practices done, you're going to sit back and that value is going to increase. Yeah. Now, the only other question, if we can't answer this, then fine, and if we have to cut it out, we will. But uh, say you enter into a five- or a ten-year program. In the meantime, something comes along, and you need to sell that property. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean in, in that contract? Are there extenuating circumstances? or It is a case-by-case basis, depending okay. on which agency you are dealing with in which program so there might be like a board to review your case like a, like say like my father-in-law prime example let's say my mother-in-law passes mm-hmm. he has to now he moves in with us would that would they look at that and say okay we understand why you lost your farm or why you have to sell you know and they just look case by case like that or it's yeah okay yeah and there's not really any easy answer to tell you other than gotcha. it is a case by case Excellent. And for those that have weed problems, I know you got a weed control program, too, that can really help out the farmers in their fields. And that. Oh, yeah. You know, after we had the drought, we've had a lot of calls wanting help on spraying the pastures. Um, we are learning a new system. So we ask everybody, bear with us while we're learning that, um, getting some kinks worked out. But hopefully this next spring, we will have that up and going again. Can you take care of the musk thistle? We can help, but... <laughs> 
everybody in the area needs to do that as well. All right, so here, here's, here's the deal. Uh, and this may be a, a dumb question because I've heard it both ways. Should you just allow that musk thistle to just die off in the winter and then go dig it up? Or should you just knock it down while it's still growing? You have to spray the rosette for it to kill it. Okay. There you go. Good tip. Good tip. And, and because just, everybody has a different answer out there in the, in the farm world. If you're my husband, you plow it over with the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one last question before we wrap up the bonus segment is um, people are maybe saying, hey, these programs are great. You know, all the stuff you can do is great. I just don't have the equipment to do that. That's something else you guys can help with, correct? Oregon County Soil and Water has four no-till drills available. We have one that's stationed here at Thayer, and we have three at the office. Three out of the four are 10-foot drills. They're hay buster no-till drills. One of them is a seven-foot drill for food plots. They do not seed. Um, they don't drill the natives, um, but they will do fescue, orchard grass, wheat, rye, you know, your smaller legumes, that okay. sort of thing. Excellent. Yeah, because I, I, that's one of the things we get on Facebook all the time is like, oh, it must be nice to have all that equipment. Well, you don't have to own this equipment. Right. Because like, you know, hey, you look at no-till drills, the price of those are ridiculous, you know, and to be able to have someone come in and, and a place to get it is outstanding. But I know we're out of time here, so we're going to wrap up. But, you know, Sarah, thank you so much for coming. And there's a lot of, lot of information here. And again, how can they one more time reach you or anybody else in the state here? Um, you can go to farmers.gov, go to the service center locator, find anybody in the United States, or you can call us at the Oregon County office at 417-778-7561, extension 3. Thank you again, Ms. Sarah. What wonderful information to help the landowners and farmers across the great state of Missouri, especially in our areas, the great Ozarks. Again, everybody share the outdoors with somebody. Take a kid outdoors. Share your American roots with a child or somebody that's never been in the outdoors and always remember when your roots run deep and strong there's no reason to fear the wind